755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. It is on the air now. Welcome to 755 is real presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70 celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. A special trade deadline edition. While the game is while there's a game being played and the Braves have jumped out to a 4-0 lead on uh, Mr. Burns and the Brewers. Two two run homer from the sizzling hot Austin Riley, who, Man, who has five homers in four games and seven in eight games. I mean, he's just as hot as you get right now, man, with the power on the trip. I did the whole trip, and he was just like, every time he came to the plate, you thought he might hit one out. It's like some of the balls he hits, too, they look like pop-ups. Yeah. And then they almost go in the upper deck. He just he swings so easy. I think he's just so big and strong. You know, I mean, it's probably one thing he has to remember is just to swing easy and the power's there. But he's been doing it. Did you see the ball he had at uh, City Field that landed yeah. up there where Chipper hit one? Yeah, by the restaurant. Yeah, that's no joke. Of course, Panda hit or or uh, not Panda Polar Bear Lonzo. hit one even. He hit yeah. one even further. The well, third deck, man. I haven't seen a ball hit that third deck before. That was crazy. No, he, he gets it all when he gets it. That was better than the home run derby. Watching him hit one up there at third deck. I don't know. But, home run derby is pretty cool. <laughs> that was a good one this year. But it looks like the Braves have uh, got the kind of you know shot in the arm or the burst of energy that you'd hope between that and playing that uh, Hank Hank Aaron weekend. They've come out like gangbusters in their first game back from a long trip. That you know it wasn't as great a trip as they'd hoped to have, but it was pretty good. Five four against the Phillies into five game series from the Mets. You had to feel pretty good about yourself considering everything that's happened and all that. And, and then you yeah, make the additions they made today, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I just – I watched that series against the Mets, and you can't tell me they can't win this Exactly. Any team, Anybody <laughs> you know? that watched that Mets team for five games in four days could not have come away going, especially without De- Jacob deGrom. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. And, but they did get bias. I mean, I think that's a big pick. Yeah, but. that's a big get for sure. When they get Lindor back, if Lindor can play anywhere near his capability that he was in Cleveland, that yeah. all of a sudden is the most dynamic middle infield in <laughs> yeah. years, man. Yeah. That's like pay to play to pay to watch those guys play. Yeah, up the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that's some excitement there. But uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I thought the Braves watching them play Vim and watching them play the Phillies, you know, the, you, any of those teams can feel good about their chances to win this division. It's wide open. Yeah, I mean, and that was kind of the thing going into the deadline is I felt like this was a division where a couple big moves could really make a difference for whatever team made them. Yeah, and all the te- all the teams made moves. Yeah, um, I thought the Braves made good moves. They got three outfielders and a reliever. Would it have been better? I thought to get two relievers and two outfielders. Yeah, but those deals weren't there for him to make without giving up more prospects than they wanted to. Yeah. Um, he still didn't get any of his top, top prospects, but they traded away some guys that people want. You know, this kid they traded away that uh, was a top 30. Uh, they traded away this DeVito. Uh, that, we'll get to some of those guys. But uh, they traded away Bryce Wilson, you know, who a year ago, he had a lot of value in the playoffs after he outpitched Clayton Kershaw for sure. But that's a position of strength for this team. They could afford to do that with, the, with that group of Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson and those guys. And I think it's going to be important to remember – you know, if, if Bryce Wilson just does okay this year, but he gets to stay in that rotation all year. Yeah. 
and then yeah. he matures and grows. Like you have to analyze it. Like he wouldn't have gotten that opportunity to struggle here because this team's right. trying to win. You've so, talked about that. Yeah, going I mean, he's going to go to like Pittsburgh. He's going to get his starts. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a really good thing for him. And you got to you got to remember that if the guy goes and turns into a really good pitcher, he might not have been able to turn into that guy yeah. here. This year and next, I guarantee he's in yep. the rotation next year, pitching every yep. fifth day. So, yeah. But they give up him. They get Richard Rodriguez in a deal that went down just four minutes before the trade deadline. Uh, the closer from the Pirates. He's a guy that a few weeks ago we thought would have been a great get for them. Now he's struggled some post sticky stuff. I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but he pitched great in like his first 19 games, had an ERA under 0.50. Since then, it's been a little different, but really the damage has been done in a few games. He had a few multi-run games. For the most part, he's still been solid. And so I think it's a good get. Again, he's big thing for them is he's still got two years of control after this one. Yep. So that's a nice ad for your bullpen. He's 31 years old. So he's still, he should still be strong for those, uh, those remaining years of that contract or arbitration. Yeah, and he's pitching in that closer's role. You know, he's got 14 saves. Yep. So, you know, I doubt the closer here because Will's done a pretty good job lately. But, you know, just that's what Snitch just said. having a guy that can that you know can handle late inning pressure and another guy to throw out there, especially, you know, Martin's Martin's been a little bit rockier lately. Um, yeah. I think it was a big pickup. Yeah, another guy that you could stick in like the eighth inning and you could drop. Feel good about it. Martin down, yeah. you know, and, and Luke and everybody just, uh, you know, more comfortable in there and, and you can interchange those guys too, depending on the matchups and all that. So I thought that was a good ad. Then they had three outfielders. The big one that everyone wanted, I know was Adam Duvall, mm-hmm. which they brought him back from the Marlins and he's in the lineup tonight. He's the one guy that got here, was able to get here in time. The other guys will be here uh, Saturday, George Jorge Soler is the other one, George Soler from the Royals uh, and Eddie Rosario from the Indians. Um, Rosario's on the IL with a bleak, but he's supposed to go on a rehab assignment in about a week, and he should be back mid-August, about the same time that Travis Darno gets back. Um, Solaire, man, it's a guy with huge power, Ooh. and, and he, yeah, he can he can crush some left-handers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know, just overall, it's it's definitely an overgrade, an upgrade over what they were throwing out there. You yes, know? and I think you had to make those moves. Yes, now you got an assortment. I mean, they would have gotten if they could have got a superstar player, right. everyday player, <laughs> yeah. you know, without getting up a ton of uh, prospects, they would have done it. But instead, they went this route, and they've got depth, and they're going to do the platoon thing, you know, which the Dodgers have done so well, and a few other teams um, between because most of these guys can hit either lefties or righties pretty well, and they can all play. They've got versatility in the outfield too, so they're going to be able to move these guys around. Jock Peterson will probably play some center field. Uh, but these other guys can all play basically everywhere out there. Duvall's a good defender. He's got 12 defensive runs saved this year. Yeah. Uh, he's in left field tonight, but he'll play plenty in right, I think, which is where he was with the Marlins. Uh, Going back to somewhere you've had success is always, always nice. You know, I mean, if you get traded to a random team, there's an adjustment period, but coming back here, he's going to have immediate comfort. So that's a good thing, too. Yeah. Um, if in case anybody forgot, Solaire. In 2019, mm-hmm. he had 48 home runs. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, his numbers this year don't look good overall. But see, over the past two seasons, he's at 204, 21 homers, 694 OPS, 157 strikeouts, and 534 PS. Okay, nah, nothing, right? But they're getting him while he's hot. He's got six homers, 
389 OBP and a 900 slugging percentage in his last nine games, 36 plate appearance. So he's looked like he's really turned it around. Um, and against lefties this year, he's got seven homers and an 836 OPS and 101 plate appearances. So if nothing else, you got a guy you know you can run out there against lefties and give you solid, solid at bats and a, and a power threat. Yeah, and that's that's just another thing too. You know, you would get to the bottom of that lineup, and there wasn't really a threat to. There wasn't anybody you felt like you had to be careful with. You could attack those guys. Yes. You know, it's it's different when a guy like Soler gets in the box. Yeah. I don't care if he's hitting 050. When he gets in the box, the the power threat's there. So you're going to pitch a little different. You're going to be a little more careful. And if you make a mistake, you know, I mean, it could be two runs if there's just a runner on first yeah. versus you're getting to the bottom of this lineup before and you'd have a runner on first, two outs, and it's just like I'll just fire yeah. strikes in there and one of the next three guys is going to ground out and I'm out of the inning. There were a couple of couple of times in the last couple of days in New York where they got started in the inning with two hits mm-hmm. and the next three guys just went boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like they struck out all three of them one time. Yeah. You know, you're looking at the bottom of that, uh, the bottom half some nights with four guys with those three outfielders uh, or with two outfielders uh, and uh, the pitcher yep. and the catcher, yep. you know, Kevin Smith catching or vote catching. Either way, you got four outs down there, basically more off, more likely than not. So, yeah, to add a guy like that can run one out of the yard at any time is pretty good. It helps. Pretty nice. And he'll hit some big ones. And Rosario, you know, a couple of years removed from being a really good player. Yeah. So that was kind of a salary dump for Cleveland, but the Braves at the same time dumped Sandoval, who's done nothing for them. And they did it without, you know, it was kind of a dignified way for Sandoval to go there and pinch hit there rather than just releasing the guy. Yeah. You know, he's been important, but it's been for clubhouse chemistry, really nothing else, because really that was a wasted roster spot uh, for the last couple of months. I know he was phenomenal early on with the four pinch hit homers, but. Well, he'll get his, if if you win, he'd get a ring. You know what I mean? (laughs) He he definitely made his contributions to the season, but. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you could five be, for 50 since May 2nd. Yeah. And that included a three hit game. So after the three hit game he had on, uh, what was it? May 26th. Since then, he'd gone one for 31. Yeah. I, you know, you 34 games, one start. You could be below so, average club and a great clubhouse guy and have a positive effect on the team, but you could be the best clubhouse dude in the world. And if you're struggling that bad, you know, I mean, yeah. This is, Tough break, you know, a move's got to be made. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Do you like Formula One but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast for you. Introducing the Race F1 Briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying, or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. In Duvall, they're getting he's good. A guy who's got you know he's got a modest uh, slash this year, but he's got 22 homers and 68 RBIs, including five homers and 17 RBIs against the Braves in 12 games. <laughs> I was thinking that was a win too, getting Trey Turner and and Adam Duvall yeah. off, out of the division, you know, or on the year team. 
I think half Anthopoulos was like half serious when he, he he joked, but I think he was half serious when he said, most importantly, we don't have to face him. No, that's so probably have a lot more wins against the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. if, we, if not for that. Yeah. Same with Turner. This guy, they didn't offer him arbitration last year, but he they were thrilled to get him back. And he was glad to get back here too, you know, back playing for a contender after the Marlins had fallen out of it, you know, so he hit 368 with a 1237 OPS against the Braves this year. <laughs> yeah. We need that to stop. <laughs> Yeah. His uh, overall slash was only 229, 277 OBP and a 478 slash, or 478 slugging, but killing the Braves. And they got him for Alex Jackson, who this is another guy that he's going to get a chance to go somewhere and play where they need a catcher. They could use a catcher for the future. And he had no chance here with. With the two that are with the two that are ahead of him here, Contreras and Langoliers right behind yeah. coming, there is no room for Alex Jackson on this team because if Contreras isn't the catcher for the future, then Langoliers for sure is. Yeah, and he's probably only a couple years away at at most. So writing on the wall there, they didn't need Alex Jackson, and maybe he'll do better at the major league level with them than he did with the Braves because he really struggled mightily with the Braves in his three stints, three parts of three seasons up here. So, but it wasn't much. He didn't get much opportunity here, but. He's really hitting triple A, so we'll see. Yeah, it's just another one of those moves where, you know, sometimes you just feel like guys' career with your organization has run its course and yeah, seen what you need to see out of them and you make a decision. I, th- I mean, I thought that was a good trade just to, to get somebody you feel like can help the team this year. Yeah, and then for Soler, they gave up uh, a legit prospect. He was a fourth-round pick out of A&M, Texas A&M in 2019. Kind of a top 30 brace prospect, Casey Kalich, right-hander. Again, dealing from a position of strength. They got a, a lot of guys like that coming up, uh, more than enough starters coming up. And uh, he'd pitch in relief, actually, at Rome. And he's kind of a guy that profiles as a as a good uh, bullpen guy. But they got plenty of that. They could afford to, to give him up. Uh, he had, what, 3-2-6 ERA and 20 appearances in high A this year. 35 strikeouts, 17 walks, and 30 in a third inning. So it's a guy that's still trying to harness the command, obviously. Yeah, I mean, you can have all the eight-ball relievers you want. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. give me a chance to win at the major league level or yeah. make a difference here, they're so far away, you know, I mean, that's fine with me. The uh, the trade for, for Richard Rodriguez, they gave up Bryce Wilson and a prospect, Ricky DeVito. They gave it to Pittsburgh in that deal. Uh, Rodriguez is 31, had a 2.82 ERA and 37 appearances this year. Like I said, the first half of those were probably like 050 ERA. 14 of 17 saves converted, important. 33, and I like this line, so we're Braves fans, 33 strikeouts with only five walks and 38 in the third inning. That's big. So another guy like a Martin who's not going to walk guys. I love that. Um, so, you know. They, they they inquired into Craig Kimbrell, but the asking price was enormous. If you look at what the White Sox gave up for <laughs> yeah. him, oh, my God. Yeah. He, they got a haul for that. Yeah. So they sent him to the Crosstown White Sox. The Cubs did. The Cubs, man. How'd you like to be a Cubs fan today? Just the heart just torn out of you because they just traded all the core guys. Yeah, one of my buddies is a Cubs fan, and I'm in a group chat with him, and he just kept sending you know those crying emojis every, every yeah. time one of them left. I mean – I hate that side of the game. I hate that you can have that group and not win with it and also feel like you can't retain them and got to trade them and break it all down. 
I hate the whole yeah. rebuild aspect of baseball, but every time it works, there's going to be more teams doing it. Yeah. Uh, I just realized the Braves, they were the only team with three uh, players with 20 or more homers this year, at least a couple of days ago they were. Uh, they just added another one with Duvall, even though he hadn't hit them with them, obviously. They now have four guys with over 20 homers in their lineup. And Riley is going to catch Acuna before long, the way he's going. Acuna's got 24. <laughs> he might catch him tonight. <laughs> he's already got he's, one. Man, he's ridiculous. So, anyway, all right, well, there was a – if you man, if you were watching that that trade deadline at home, that was like watching a game, a great game, because there was deals going down left and right. I couldn't even, I didn't even know what was going on. You know, because normally there's like those a big trade, you know, the night yeah. before and then the day of, and it was yeah. like every six minutes a major rapid fire, man, like season altering trade was made for some team. I've, I've, yeah. I haven't seen a trade deadline like that in a long time, and. It, Going back to what I was just saying, I think that's great for baseball, too, that there's that many teams yeah. going for it and making moves this year versus just holding on to their prospects. There's so many teams that uh, are close enough to go for it, and they can't slip in in a wild card, you know, because there's so fewer playoff spots this year. So you got to go win your division. A lot of most of these teams yeah. do are going for a division title. And uh, like we were talking about off the for the podcast, it's different than it was up until a couple of years ago because teams could always pick up, like the Braves used to make up deals and uh, waiver deals yeah. in, in August. You could always add a guy. We got Derek Lee in drive. 2010. That was a big one. Yeah. And, and that's a superstar. You'd have a guy caliber. for the postseason. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. And now they got to be on your team by July at the trade deadline. The only guys you can trade that can be traded in uh, August are non 40 man roster guys. And the only other guys you can get are waiver claims, guys that are DFA'd. Not a, so, not a lot of difference yeah. makers in that pool. <laughs> no. No. So the Braves thought it was absolutely necessary to improve their outfield depth because you've seen already they have no none of their opening day outfielders on the team now, you know, yep. and are active. So they thought, what if we have another rasher injury, another couple of injuries to a guy like Jock Peterson or a guy like, uh, uh, you know, Almonte or any of these guys? What are they going to do? They have to dip to AAA, which – I mean, it says something, frankly, about the confidence or lack that they have in, you know, Pache and Drew yeah. Waters to come up right now. They don't want, they don't trust those guys can come up in a playoff drive and contribute. And why should they? They haven't seen them do it. And they saw Pache struggle mightily, you know, earlier in the year. So they had to go out and get depth. Now they, now they're covered. If they have an injury or two, they're going to be able to stick guys in there that have been through this before, guys that have performed, veteran guys that are, uh, you know, that are not over the hill. No, that's, I, that's one thing I really like about getting Jock. Um, you know, if when it comes to playoffs or big games or big moments, he's not yeah. going to shy away. And I think that's just something yeah. that, that you really can't create without experience. Some guys are just born for those moments and they can do it when they're young, but a lot of guys got to go through it to get to where he's at. But I feel good about him in big games. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that they have the postseason pitcher of the last half decade or so. And Charlie Morton, he's got the best numbers of anybody in a postseason in that span. And, Arguably one of the best two or three postseason players of the past decade with Jock Peterson, what he's done in the postseason. I mean, he's got again and again, his numbers in the postseason are just astounding, yeah. man, especially in the World Series. Like the bigger the stage, the bigger he comes through. Yeah. yeah and I think, you so know, picking up those three, four outfielders, if if you hit with one of them, you know, if one of them really hits and then Darno comes back and he's himself, 
the whole lineup changes. The depth of it's completely different than what they've been battling through the last couple months. Yeah, no doubt. So good trade deadline day for the Braves. Uh, I know people were frustrated because Alex is so quiet. <laughs> there were no rumors hardly at all about the Braves being involved, you know, but they had actually checked into uh, Max Scherzer uh, early on. Then it became apparent he wanted to go to the West Coast. He could veto any other trades and the, and the asking price was going to be huge. The Dodgers end up getting him and Trey Turner. Are you kidding me? I mean, that is a huge deal. I, I don't even know uh, where Trey's going to play because Seager's a damn good shortstop. I think they're going to – well, they're going to play one of them at second yeah. base. I think they said they're going to play Seager at second. I think so. One of them's going to play second base, man. That's a, that's a hell of a team. Jesus, man. They already had the most talent. Look at that rotation. They lose Trevor Bauer, and it's like, okay, no, no big they're deal. They're still fine, and then they get Scherzer. They lose – they lose the Cy Young Award winner, and they bring in another Cy Young Award winner. Yeah. Three Cy Young Award winners. And that's the thing about it, too, is like when, when you're in that position and you make – I don't care who they gave up to get Scherzer and Trey Turner. Like you're, yeah. you're a World Series favorite now. Man, they gave us some studs, Did too. They? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they gave up their – some of their top, their top guys, their top two guys. So – but they're the Dodgers, man. They're not going to – They'll fill those holes with they'll throw money at free agents if they have to. Yeah. But if you're the Giants and the Padres today, you're like, oh man. Especially when the Padres God. thought they had Scherzer. Yeah. Yes, I know. The day before they thought they had him. And the uh and the Giants, you've played your asses off and maintained this lead all season. And it's like the Dodgers oh, are like, man. okay, we're not done. We're gonna load up even more and come after you. That sucks. <laughs> but yeah, but I like I liked Alex Anthopoulos. He was candid, man. He said it was a it was not that was not disappointing for us to see uh for if you're in the NL East to see those guys leave, Scherzer and Trey Turner. At all. Trey Turner has killed the Braves throughout his career, yeah. too, man. I mean, killed them. Yeah. So yeah, and Scherzer's done quite a bit against them too, even though they've hit him better than most. But yeah, nice to see those guys depart if you're the Braves and you face those guys a few more times. Yeah, and I mean honestly, Including those are the teams up. you got to stack your wins against too. Them and them and the Marlins now trading away guys. That that's what's going to yeah. change the division. Go back to DC in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and to Miami on the same trip. Yeah, two dudes that, that killed you aren't going to be there. Exactly. Go DC, Miami, Baltimore. That's a trip like the opposite of the trip they just took. That's a trip where they should win all at like you know maybe two games. They should they really some make some hay in that trip. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. What else did the Mets do? Did they just get uh, Baez? That was their big one. I don't think they did any other thing major, did they? Because they were waiting for them to do it, and they didn't. I thought they were going to do something. You know, Philly's got the two pitchers from uh, the Rangers. Yep. Kinsler and the other dude. Yeah, I just I thought the Mets would do something kind of crazy. like reliever that I thought the Braves should get not. Chris Bryant. Kennedy. Or, Ian Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. The other one Phyllis got. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and Bryant was rumored too with the Mets. Mm-hmm. What did he end up doing? He ended up going to fuck, man. I gotta look it up because that was late. Uh, he definitely went, but there yeah. was seven hundred trades. He went to the Giants. The Giants got Bryant. That's right. That's right. And and that was the guy that was like the perfect fit for them. Everybody had said like all yeah. week long. That's the guy they should go get. So, yeah, they did all right, too. Even though the Dodgers loaded up, the Giants, have, you know, have a damn good team. 
add him to it. They can if the pitching, if Gossman and those guys can keep doing what they've been doing. It's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to hold the Dodgers off with what they do. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. It's gonna be a great second half our last two months. Yeah. I like where the Braves are. I know they're four games back. We've been saying that for weeks, but watching them on this road trip, man, I was on that whole trip and and watching them and just how they carried themselves. I never saw any kind of a disgusted or dejected look from them at all. And I haven't the whole year, but they still, they still believe it's almost like they, you know, they know people, a lot of people have given up on them, but they haven't given up on themselves. And they, no. I mean, they, 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 they have the same, they don't have any games where they're down 2 0 in the, uh, you know, 4 0 in the fifth inning and they're just waving a white flag and just, and just going through the motions. They don't have any of those games. So they don't have quite the same comeback offense as they had last year, but they still play hard. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, got, it's just, they just, they just haven't been able to put it together, you know, like one right. thing or another all year. But if they do, they're the best team in the division. And and the rotation is pitched well enough lately yeah. to go on one of those yeah. runs. And now you add something to the bullpen, maybe you can do it. Yeah. But even, you know, if a- say right now you had a three-game series to end the season against the Mets and they're down a game. Yeah. I feel like this team would play a different kind of baseball in that situation. Versus, you know, I, so I don't want to say you get bored with the regular season. And I think maybe yeah. you start taking some of it for granted. Like, we're just going to be in the playoffs again and it sneaks up on you. But a big series against the Mets, my money be on the Braves. And remember, they're going to have Darno back yep. middle of August. Enoa's going to come back. I think they're going to – they're talking about, they're getting him stretched out now, but I think they're going to put him in the bullpen. You add Enoa to that bullpen after adding Richard Rodriguez – all of a sudden, it's getting a lot better yeah. fast. Yeah. So, yeah. I uh, I mean, if Darno comes back and he's hitting anywhere near like he did last year. Game changer. The the upgrade over Vote and Kevin, or Kevin Smith, whichever one they keep and don't I keep. I keep Vote. The upgrade is huge. Yeah. I definitely keep Vote. He's got some power in his bat still. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Yeah. And he really is good calling games and all he that. He cares. Yeah, he could still. Yeah, yeah. I think they both care, but Vote's a better player. Yeah. Works well with those guys, too. So we'll see. But uh, they got through the toughest stretch. I mean, they got through that stretch against the Padres, the uh, the uh, Rays, the Phillies, and the Mets. And now, they're, and now they're up early on the Brewers. This is the toughest stretch of the year, and they're, they're at the very tail end of it. So they got through that without, without losing any ground. So And now they've made some moves, so we'll see where they are. But they're going for it. I know some people wondered if they were selling. That was never an option. I mean, and Alex said today it really didn't matter what they did on this trip. He thought he heard people saying it really mattered what they did on this trip. They weren't going to make a decision based on that. They had felt good enough about their team and know what the Mets were about that they they weren't going to let this dictate what they did at the trade deadline. So, well, you're not looking at a team like the Dodgers or or the Padres ahead of you, right? And that's a that's a huge thing. It's like a week can change the the standings can flip over a week period. You know, it's it's easy to look at this or division. The White Sox. Yeah, there's yeah. teams that are just like we're not catching them, but that's not the case here. So it doesn't really matter how you played or you know how bad things have gone. If you've, you're only four games back or four and a half, and and you got the squad these guys have, and they can get hot at any minute, you know why wouldn't you go for it? Man, your guy out there, your GM, put his foot. Oh in his my mouth, god. Didn't he? Trades Graveman after they have a big win against the Astros, and then he says by the end of the week it's going to make sense. You're going to see. 
I think he thought they could just go out and get another good closer, which they did, and that people are going to forget about it. But he did. He ticked out the human element. Everybody loved this Graveman dude, man. Out there. It's crazy because they still play highlights of the 1995 team that was, you know, way back in the standings and went on this crazy tear to, to come back and, and win with Griffey hitting up or Griffey scoring from first yeah. on Edgar's double. But the whole thing, the whole my oh my thing was it was like almost lovable losers was like the way people looked at that team was they weren't supposed to be as good as they were, but the group was performing yeah. in a way that everybody got attached and went along this ride with them. And they were starting to do that again. Like they, they had, they were down seven, nothing the night before and came back and, and hit a grand slam bottom eight. They were doing crazy stuff that for me only is explained as like team chemistry and a group coming together to do it. Yeah. And they have their biggest win of the season the next day. Like the one of their best, biggest clubhouse guys gets traded for, you know, just a random catcher, good player, but it was just to the team they're to playing. The team they're playing. The yeah, that they just beat. That's leading the division. Yeah, I mean, it, was, come it was just not a competitive a move. Yeah, it, it was not. It didn't. Their players were the stuff they were saying in the papers. Yeah, they were saying stuff. Lost like, the clubhouse, man. He's sitting up there in his you know sweet playing fantasy baseball. He never shows his face down here. It's despicable. Oh, they were saying shit like that. So, I mean, for players to be in that mode, you know, I could get the the frustration was growing. They were saying at some point it's got to be about winning. And he kind of, I mean, he made some moves. He got a starter and he got um, that guy from the Rays. You know, he got a relief pitcher to close. But it's hard to replace that vibe. I wouldn't mess with it. You know, that's something that I would never mess with if I had a team. Raymond was having a great year, man. Yeah. But they they got control and all that on this guy. So, all right. Well, we'll talk again on, uh, Monday or Tuesday after this weekend series, Hank Aaron weekend against the Brewers and see what the Braves can come out of here with and see how they do with all their new guys. Some of the other guys will be here by then and uh, see what Snit does with the lineup. It's going to be interesting to see. Yep. And who he uses to close. Riley's hitting. I think it'll be Will Smith, but we'll see. Yeah, I think so too. I think you keep him there. Uh, let Rodriguez yeah. kind of jump into a late inning role. Maybe if they win three or four in a row. Certainly, if they win four in a row, they'll use Rodriguez on one yeah. of those. They're not going to use Will Smith four days in a row. I don't think he wants to use him three days in a row if he can avoid it, but we'll see. No, it's a nice luxury, though, knowing you can use him two yeah. and throw somebody in there you feel good about. But so far, they haven't had that that issue. <laughs> no. <laughs> they'll get going. This will be a boost. All right. It should be. All right. Appropriately, 755 is real on Hank Aaron Weekend. We're out. We're out.